Acclaimed integrative medicine expert, Dr. Holly Lucille. Think well, act well, be well. Inherently You. Hi, folks. Thanks so much for joining me here at the Inherently You podcast. Okay, so Inherently You is all about you being well in here. And if you could see me, I've got my two fingers up in the air pointing right back at me because for each individual, it is different. There is so much information out there now more than ever about how to be well and how to just cook and sail through life. But what is best for you? And you can go over to InherentlyYou.com to find out more about that. I am so excited, though, for today for you all because I have the love Julia Shopik on the show. She is a patient advocate, so it's the perfect guest for this show. She's the best-selling author of the book, Honest Medicine, and that is effective, time-tested, inexpensive treatments for life-threatening diseases. So y'all, you got to stay tuned. She is a seasoned radio talk show guest who has appeared on over 100 shows, including mine, and I'm so excited to have her back. Julia, welcome to Inherently You. Holly, it's such a pleasure to be back with you and to be on your podcast. I'm honored. I am so happy to have you because, you know, this is, I want to ask you this first question because I noticed on your biography, you've been in public relations, uh, a consultant for over 25 years. So what made you decide to become a patient advocate? Because I think that's just riveting. You know, that's a great question, Holly, and I do have an answer for you. The first part of my answer is that I never, ever wanted to become a patient advocate. You know, my dad was a doctor who warned me to stay away from the medical profession. Um, (laughs) He did. Uh, He told me that, this was in the 50s and 60s, Holly, he told me that doctors were greedy, that they cut off people's breasts and, and et cetera, and took out organs just to make money. I mean, he terrified me as far as the medical profession. I know. But then in 1990, my husband, we had just been married for five years. He was 40 years old. He was diagnosed Mm. with a cancerous brain tumor. And Mm. you know what? You just can't stay away from the medical profession when that happens. You know, I mean, he had grand mal seizures. It was just awful. So Mm. he did. So sorry. I know. I Thank you. I had to be become I had to get activated within the medical system. So my husband Tim, he had he had the tumor removed. It was the size of an orange. He had chemo, he had radiation, and then he began to suffer every side effect of the treatment. Not wow. of the surgery, but more well actually of the surgery as well, but of the radiation. He had a radiation caused stroke, he had everything go wrong. And so I finally became activated, and that's when I hired a uh, consultant, a nutritionist, and she was wonderful. Oh, Dr. Jean Wallace, you might want to have her on your show sometime. But Excellent. She, she's wonderful, Holly. She uh, got him got his diet, you know, really, really straightened out. She put him on a lot of supplements that she scientifically had studied, and he began to not only survive but thrive. His doctors only had given him 18 months to three years. He ended up living 15 years post-diagnosis. I know. Wow. And what I found was that the doctors were not at all interested. I know this is a long answer, but it's an important one because I found out they were not at all interested in anything we were doing. They acknowledged that he was their miracle patient, but they weren't interested in why. And right. then in 2001, he had a, he had a recurrence of the tumor, 
suture line would not heal. They did eight additional surgeries to try to make his oh, head. His, his, I know, it was horrible. And then finally, through an integrative doctor, I found something called Silver Lawn. It's pieces of material impregnated with silver ions, FDA approved for all non-healing wounds. I like to say that slowly because it wasn't some kind of, you know, alternative treatment. It was FDA approved. Right. We put it on his head. He started to heal overnight. And the doctors were not, they, they tried to make us believe that it was something else. It was the vancomycin, the IV antibiotic that he had been on sure. for six weeks. They told me it was finally kicking in. Yes. On the very day that we had put the silver line on his head. So that was my aha moment where I got a uh-huh. boing in the head that something was wrong with what was going on in American medicine. And I mm-hmm. determined to help other people to find treatments that were as, you know, as, as wonderful as Silver Lawn, but the doctors yeah. weren't telling them about. And that's what honest medicine is about. It's that, about treatments now, that your doctor won't know about. So, and is that why you decided to write the book as well, Honest yes. Medicine? Yes. Excellent. You know, my husband lived for three and a half more years and he was very, very disabled after all of the extra surgeries, you know, um, but uh, I determined that I had to find treatments that were effective, that had been around for a long time. I didn't want anything that wasn't studied, you know, that wasn't foolproof. And I found treatments for very life-threatening diseases, diseases like cancers, autoimmune diseases, liver disease, non-healing wounds, epilepsy. And that is what the book is about. It's about four treatments that doctors don't know about. That is all right. So, and once again, you said, no, I don't want to get us off track too much, but you know, as you said, uh, you know, the, the silver lawn was FDA approved. And even though that sounds good when you say it really fast, um, I always feel like I need to remind myself and perhaps the listeners that the third, I think, I believe I'm not going to, I think it's the third, let's just say the third to fifth leading cause of death in the United States. And it has been this way for many, many, many years is the appropriate use uh-huh. of over the counter and prescription uh, medications that you- I said appropriate use. So this is not about any abuse situation. This is the appropriate use. And it's the third to fourth, third to fifth leading cause of death. So those are FDA approved Medications, because when I have folks, obviously being a naturopathic doctor, I choose, you know, to use the least invasive methods to diagnose and treat. And so I do rely on evidence-based botanical medicines. I do rely on clinical nutrition at appropriate doses um, with a delivery that's going to make, you know, have a body claim, not just a label claim. And if I, you know, it hasn't happened in a long time. Um, get somebody in that says, well, those are, you know, you know, supplements are not FDA regulated. They're not FDA approved, which there's a lot of regulation actually around nutritional supplements. But, um, I, that, that, that point always comes to my mind, you know, that it's third to fifth leading cause of death in the United States. You're absolutely right. And, and to your point about supplements, you know, when the doctors say there's been no studies, there have been no studies done on supplements, that's false. All you have to do is go to PubMed. Uh, which is the government-run, you know, website, and you can put in, you know, vitamin C, vitamin B12, you know, and there have been studies that have been done. 
And does the FDA regulate? I, no. And you know what? I'm glad that they don't. But there are regulations for supplements, which, which nobody tells you. All right. So let's get back on. Well, tell me about your treatments. Tell me about the treatments that you've, that you've studied and that you've written about. Tell I mean, I mean, unbelievable treatments that are inexpensive, uh, time tested, effective for these life threatening diseases you mentioned. Yeah, you know, they're, they're fascinating treatments and I urge people, I'm, I'm gonna tell you about the treatments and what they're used for. So that if any of your listeners are, are, you know, are, have any of these, uh, any of these conditions and their, their doctors will not have told them probably about these treatments. One of them is intravenous alpha lipoic acid. And that was used by Dr. Burt Berkson, still is, for liver disease. My goodness, Dr. Berkson has saved many, many people from not needing liver transplants through intravenous alpha-lipoic acid. Uh, then there was the ketogenic diet for pediatric epilepsy. And yes. by the way, that is one of the most fascinating, fascinating treatments because here doctors often give, 100% of the time, give very, very toxic drugs to children with, with epilepsy. Sometimes they're on two, three, and four drugs at once. This diet, which is a very high-fat, low-carb, low-protein diet, right. is successful 67% across the board of the wow. time. And has yes. been, by the way, was used by since the 1920s at the Mayo Clinic and Johns Hopkins. So this is not, yes. you know, this is a tried-and-true treatment. By the way, the ketogenic yes. diet is now being tested and used for cancers, it's also for uh, for uh, TBIs, traumatic brain injuries. Brain injuries, uh, yes, yes, for Alzheimer's. I mean, it's it's one of those treatments whose time has come. Uh, in yes, more and than, I'm sorry, go on. I, I think so as well, and I, I and I think people will remember this diet. Uh, it's sort of like the the Atkins diet, where low it low is. carb. High protein, high fat, where you start burning those ketones, so that's what they measure in the urine. Yeah, um, it, it's but that's fa- right. It's a fascinating diet. And by the way, um, if you ever want to interview, there are some wonderful people who have written books now. Um, Nasha Winters has written a book, uh, uh, Patricia Daly, all from uh, Chelsea Green Publishing. And yes. uh, they've written books about the ketogenic diet for cancer. And, yeah, uh, Nisha's a good friend of mine, and I will definitely have her on the show. Oh, isn't she wonderful? She's wonderful, and she has quite the story herself. And so, oh, she's I love not her. Only she's a friend of mine. Yeah, she's not only an incredible doctor, but she um, definitely has a story herself. So, and that's where you know, just as you, you know, when when you're in it and you start developing your life story because of the things that you are aware of and that you get passionate about, your patient advocacy just is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, by the way, uh, Chelsea Green is going to be publishing a book soon about Alzheimer's and the ketogenic diet, so that's going to be something. And uh, so, you know, this diet is is becoming a cause celebre, you know, uh, that people are learning about, thank goodness. Miriam Kalamian is also publishing a book about, so this is big, uh, about the ketogenic diet. The fourth treatment, is the one that probably is getting the most attention, and that is low-dose naltrexone for autoimmune yeah. diseases. Yeah. And that was the one that I think you wanted to concentrate on a little bit today. 
Yes, otherwise known as LDN, absolutely, because I think that this is such an underutilized um, medication that is extremely effective. Uh, I think I'm seeing in my practice more autoimmune diseases popping up every single week, and this is definitely something that I feel people should know about. So you recommend that your pa- you, that your clients' patients take low dose naltrexone. Oh, 100%. If we're yeah. dealing with an autoimmune disease. Yeah. Now, there's many other things. It's not a one-trick pony for me, of course. Um, uh, but I think that it's extremely effective. You know what? You're bringing up another point, and we could get derailed with this very easily, but I do not believe in the what's called the magic bullet approach. I am 100% with you that the cocktail approach, which means doing several things at once, is very, very effective. But low-dose naltrexone. Well, I'm sorry, go ahead. Do you know why? Yeah, do you know why? I think I feel like the, the what, what I've seen in my in our modern day um when people present to my let's just say my office with uh or they've been diagnosed with something. In my opinion, it's it's um it is multifactorial as far as the contributing factors. It wasn't just one thing that happened because as a naturopathic doctor, I'm always, hey, identify and treat the cause. So we need to get in there and understand that patient's history, their environment, who they are, what they've experienced, all sorts of things to understand all these. And when I go through, you know, I think listening and caring and and asking good questions and having good clinical acumen, I start to see, uh, you know, history of poor diet choices, um, perhaps environmental exposures. I, I start to see the multifactorial uh, contributing factors. And in my opinion, the best uh, treatment approach is exactly the same, where, as you said, cocktail, we have a multifactorial approach to actually uh, removing these obstacles and allowing the body to then heal itself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is the, the thing, though, that most doctors, as you well know, especially MDs and NDOs as well, don't know about a lot of these treatments that will work, and they will end up giving a drug. Um, in the case of autoimmune diseases, oh, my goodness, the drugs out there are so, they're injectables mostly, Humira, Remicade, and they're very toxic, very expensive, whereas low-dose naltrexone, which, by the way, I know it is a drug technically, but it acts more like a nutritional supplement. What other drug do you know? that raises endorphin levels and makes the immune system act correctly, you know? So it's a a very, very interesting treatment. And um, the people in in my book, in Honest Medicine, that write their wonderful chapters about, that contribute their wonderful chapters about low-dose naltrexone, all have multiple sclerosis. And um, But I, I have an excellent section which describes how, so many autoimmune diseases are helped by low-dose naltrexone. It's a very, very low dose of a drug, naltrexone, that was FDA-approved in 1984 for drug addiction and then again in 1994 for alcohol addiction. So it's a very interesting, interesting story of how this how this low-dose, uh, I, I don't want to call it a drug, but it is, I guess, um, has has come about. And you know, this is amazing, Holly. Do you know that how many Facebook groups and Yahoo groups are devoted to low-dose naltrexone? It's amazing. There are several, I would say, I've done the count because I'm looking to get my book published in in all different countries, and it's been published in two so far with a few pending. But um, 
there are a, a, a total of about 40,000 people on the low-dose naltrexone right. Facebook groups. I know several of them in other countries. And so it's just getting a, an around-the-world uh, reputation. And there are doctors around yeah. the world who so, are prescribing it. I know. Yes, yes. And so I just want to review for the folks because um, for their, for their because they might be familiar with the drug naltrexone, as you said, which was approved by the FDA in 1984 for treating addiction patients. Um Basically, in doses, I would say of 50 to 100 milligrams, naltrexone basically completely blocks opioid receptors in the brain, preventing patients from experiencing a high when they take opioid sort of drugs. So, but the low dose that you're talking about, um, it was soon after that initial approval that I think there was a doctor that 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 understood. I think it was Dr. Bernard Bahari, correct? You're good. Um, it was Dr. Bernard Bahari. It, Yes. Okay. The, the, these alternate applications at about even three milligrams you know, has this beneficial immune modulating effect. You know what? You're so right. And the story about how he did it, you know, he was working with the, the reason he took notice when naltrexone at 50 milligrams and as you pointed out, often used as a hundred and by the way, 200 and 300 milligrams, he was working oh, with drug addicts at the time. And he said, oh, my goodness, this was a curious doctor. And uh, right. he said, oh, my goodness, I'm going to try it on my patients. Uh, and he did. And he said, you know what? It did block the opioid receptors, and it did make it so they didn't want to, you know, that heroin did not make them get high. He said, unfortunately, right. it made them crazy, you know, at those high doses. He, the way he put it, Holly, was that things they could do on a Thursday, they on a Wednesday, they could not do on a Thursday after taking naltrexone. But he noticed that this drug, even at high doses, had an endorphin-raising, immune mod, immune system-modulating effect. He said, how can we get this drug down, you know, titrated down to have the good effect, but not the bad effect? And he did. Right. He slowly did this. That's called titrating. He slowly did this until he got to, and you are absolutely right, three milligrams. And uh, at that point, Holly, people began coming to him. Um, first of all, I should not I should not forget to say that a lot of his drug addicted patients also had what was not even known as HIV/AIDS at the time. But he found that that disease stopped progressing when he gave them the three milligrams of the that which he called low dose naltrexone. And then he went into private practice totally to work with people with AIDS uh, to help them, you know, with the low-dose naltrexone. And people started coming to him who had cancer and who had multiple sclerosis. And he found that in most cases, not all cases, this is not snake oil, but in most cases, it stopped the progression of the disease. And then yeah. people started coming it's to him from all over the country you know, with things like uh, rheumatoid arthritis and Crohn's and lupus and, as I said, MS. And it had a varying effect, but very, very positive on all of these conditions. So he, he posited that it was it, 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 it helped the immune system to act the way it should be acting. And the yeah, rest it, is history. It was, yeah, it's fascinating. And I, I think that, I mean, there's actually studies. Um, I think there'll be a lot more. But LDN is in the scientific literature. It um, is. Crohn's disease, fibromyalgia, uh, 
autoimmune and neurodegenerative diseases. Yep. Um, there's, it's there, and I believe that we're just going to see, you know, Hashimoto's, Graves' disease, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, psoriasis, ulcerative colitis, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. I think those things are going to continue to be tested with LDN for sure. And you know what? In my book, in Honest Medicine, I introduce a new uh, phrase. And that is, I don't like to hear this, these successes called anecdotal. That's a put down. We know it. But right. what I love to call it is patient evidence-based medicine. There are yes. thousands of patients being helped by this low-dose naltrexone. How can you call it an anecdote? I know. It's interesting because I've had this argument many, many times <laughs> where um, I, you know, people will say, and, and first of all, you know, as you mentioned, um, there are, you can go to PubMed. You can also go to Green Med Info. It's another great resource for uh, a gentleman who's been indexing the, the scientific literature on all sorts of botanical medicines, plant medicines, and as well, nutritional one of the things that I've said before in my practice is I have an, I have an evidence-based practice for sure because I my patients come in we we sit together and I get their story and we partner um, they implement dietary modifications perhaps lifestyle tweaks um, you know clean up stuff really right and they start to feel better and I'm like that is observational evidence <laughs> I see it every single day that I'm in my practice it and is. it's 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 very I think very clear evidence to me it is but you know what i and absolutely but what i love the, the reason i'm writing by the way I'm, I'm writing with a co-author named don schwartz we're writing a second book about low-dose naltrexone 100 percent about ldn and we have patient stories and i love patient stories i mean bernie siegel you know from love medicine and miracles he's written about how patient stories are so important we have patient contributions of people with parkinson's with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, MS again, lupus. Oh, my God, the woman who has lupus, she also developed. You know how people will develop a second and third autoimmune disease before when, they're, when the first one isn't taken care of? She got myasthenia gravis at the same time oh. that she had lupus. I know. And we have somebody, oh, with Crohn's who was not, he did not find LDN for 50 years. And I'm saying that slowly because it's so sad. 50 years yes. after being diagnosed, yes, with Well, growth. and I think you're making a great point because when we look at autoimmune diseases, I always um, am a big advocate in my practice when, you know, I mean, let's just pick on one for right now. So uh, autoimmune uh, Hashimoto's, so ha uh, thyroiditis or Hashimoto's. Um, and I get people that come in to see me, they've already been diagnosed with Hashimoto's. And thankfully, because right, diagnosing somebody sometimes is half the battle, right? You have all of these um, symptoms going on. It's like, what is going on? So running your thyroid antibodies, I think is important, especially if your TSA starts to creep up. Uh, it's the number one cause of a low functioning thyroid. So but they'll come in and their doctor has put them on a Synthroid and their dose just keeps going up and up and up and up to get their TSH that thyroid stimulating hormone in within normal limits. But you know, I always say, well, listen, if we don't take up the autoimmune aspect of this, just getting your you know, thyroid measured as a TSH and within normal limits is not going to do the job. First of all, the symptoms are going to progress um, and the autoimmune issue is going to progress. We've yeah. got to get to the cause of the autoimmune issue. And then I remind folks that 
where is the majority of your immune system located? And it all has to do with, I know that this is a whole nother podcast, our microbiome, right? Our yep. gut bacteria, uh, it all has to do with our gut. And so that is such an important aspect. And so, as you said, these patients that don't find a uh, low dose naltrexone for 50 years, they've got the progression of autoimmune diseases if they start off with one. That's a, and by the way, I had forgotten to mention that we have we have a patient contribution. John O'Connell talks about his Hashimoto's thyroiditis in in the upcoming book. And again, Excellent. nothing was able to help him until he found it. But he did clean up his diet as well. But LDN was okay. very powerful for him. So I don't want to leave my listeners without letting them know how they can get their hands on let's low dose naltrexone. What's the what's your as a patient advocate? What's your best advice for that? My best advice for that is that they need to become educated about low-dose naltrexone. One thing do not do, don't go to your doctor and say, I heard this woman on the radio and she recommended, I think it's called blah, 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 or don't just print out stuff from the Internet. I'm actually doing coaching now, helping people to educate their doctors, but first educate yourself about LDN, become convinced about it if you want to try it, and then I can help you to educate your doctor. But don't just go to them with with piles of stuff from the internet. And we do have doctors' names of people who, who will prescribe it, but I like to make sure that the patient is educated first. And with that dose being so low, they do have to have that done probably at a compounding pharmacy when yes. they get that prescription, correct? Yes, and that's another yes. thing. And so, you know, some compounding pharmacists don't do it right. So we have a list of compounding pharmacists who do. All right, so your list is on uh, honestmedicine.com, no, I assume? No, I, but I can, I can provide it for people. If they write to me at Juliet Honest Medicine, I can send them, I can okay. send them information. Okay. And I would have to say, just a plug for naturopathic doctors, most of my colleagues, myself, are very well, very aware of LDN, low-dose naltrexone, and are using it. And we have relationships with good compound pharmacists and pharmacies that can facilitate that medication for our patients. And Julia, thank you so much for the endless advocacy that you do for folks. I mean, there is, uh, there, you know, you, you, you had it with your husband, chronic diseases, getting into the system, heartbreaking at times, but when there's answers and there, the cost is right, it's effective. I, I can't, I can't thank you enough. So I, I so appreciate what you do. Um, and once again, people can get a hold of you through at Julia at honestmedicine.com. Folks, thank you so much for joining us again at the Inherently You podcast. You can go over to inherentlyyou.com to find out more about what's going on, exactly what you need for you. We're going to be here again. I really appreciate uh, you joining us and have a super day. <laughs>